the pesky pole. That's going to get down the line. That one looks like it'll stay fair. And goodbye, home run. The pesky pole. The 2-2. Swinging a five ball deep down the right field line. Slicing by the pesky pole. And that ball hits the pesky pole. Fly down the right field line, slicing toward the pesky pole into the corner, and that ball is gone! A green can. Now in a high fly down the right field line, headed toward the pesky pole. Is he going to tuck it inside? Indeed he does! That is gone! Welcome everybody to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I'm your host, The Rit. With me is my man, the head writer, Mr. George Sutherland. And bringing him back because I did him dirty the first time, we got the host of our bleeping city, Mikey Two Guns. Let's start with you, George. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, you know, it's, it's, beautiful, it's beautiful weather up here. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm excited for what we're going to talk about tonight. And, hey, it's been it's been fun watching the boys play the last couple of days. So let's keep see if we can keep that going. Oh man, Mikey, what about you, man? What's been going on your way? What projects you got going on? Oh man, first of all, thank you for having me back. It's it's awesome to be with you guys. Two awesome dudes to talk baseball with. So excited to be back. Um, I'm doing a lot better too today after the Red Sox are. They ain't dead yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I got some um, uh, working on some cool, cool stuff for uh, for my show, Our Bleeping City, on iSports Sports Radio. Um, I spoke to uh, I, I met Doc Gooden um, yesterday. Was speaking to, to him a little bit, just on uh, uh, a little bit back about the 1986 World Series, and he had some great stories to share, which I'll. Uh, I'll be posting on on the Twitter on my Twitter page at you know at Mike Two Guns and at our bleeping city, uh, so I can't wait for that to be um, for for that to be put out there. But I'm working on that, um, but you know I I'm really excited to, to to talk today about our our two awesome rookies that are really they're shining, and uh, and they're making a, they're making a real push for this. I, I think you know th- there's a chance. So um, again. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk about this today with you guys. Red Sox showing some life, so so let's go. Yeah, uh, of course, after the dismal Houston series, uh, RIP Red Sox was going, you know, trending uh, Twitter-wide. But what I sit there and learn, talking with the pesky party girls, you know, Christina and I were sitting there, and we even named the whole podcast episode you know toxic relationship with the red Sox because just when you want to you want to be done with them i'm done with you it's over all of a sudden here we are kansas city we lose the first one we're like good done over with i'm on to the next one but then all of a sudden they win one then they win two Mm. And then we come back in Tampa Bay last night, and all of a sudden, there they are at the doorstep with flowers and candy. Baby, can I come back? Take me back. I didn't mean anything I said. I didn't mean anything I said when I was angry. I love you again. That's right. Yeah, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It's fine. You know, and, and it's crazy. You know, here we are yet again. 
going right back to him. And there we are in the wild card. We're what? Four and a half games back now? Four and a half back again? The other two teams are playing each other, so they're beating up on Texas and and Houston. So you know you're going to get a game on one of the two teams. You know, and and Toronto's been, you know, in a back and forth slump. Mm -hmm. We're taking care of Tampa Bay right now. So (laughs) here we are. Here we are. So, but let's uh, let's diverge before we hit to the main course uh, of the podcast. What we're going to talk about with you know Portland and our future and the Sea Dogs and and uh, who just got promoted. Let's talk about our two rookies. Now I sit there and said I wasn't sure which one, but in the beginning of the season I said a rookie of the year will be coming from the Boston Red Sox. We had two great choices. We had Tristan Casas, and we have Yoshida, Masa. Here we are, for the longest time, we sit there and thought Masa was going to run away with it to be our front runner coming from the Red Sox. Next thing you know, Tristan Casas got got his Jan sport on, Put the backpack on. And <laughs> last night, single-handedly helped us go ahead of Tampa Bay. Turn that and, whole game around. Yeah. And he's been doing it now for the past two nights. Yeah. So, Mikey, let's start with you. Uh, Tristan Casas, you know, he's been turning it on for the past two nights. What are you seeing uh, with him, you know, and what clicked all of a sudden? for the second half of the season for him to get on fire like he is. Man, I'm so glad he's proved me wrong. I was so frustrated with him when he first came up last year. He just struggled, just looked like like bleep. And again, this year he started off really cold, mediocre. But I can see – I see now why the Red Sox were so high on him, drafted, drafted him in the first round because – let me tell you, when this dude gets on and gets on a streak, wow, he gets white hot. Like this guy gets, uh, I mean, he's had two is he's had two really, really, really hot streaks uh, this year, um, which have both really impacted the Sox's. Um, just he's turned around games. He's won. He single handedly won a handful of games with them, just with his, uh, just with his hitting, but. Um, I've been so impressed with his plate. You don't usually see this with rookies, his plate discipline and his mm-hmm. eye for the strike zone. He does not swing at bad pitches. He's got a, a just a, a perfect eye for the zone. And when he gets locked in, watch out. He just starts hitting the ball to all fields. And it's you, you can see what the Red Sox saw in him. So, I have been so impressed. I've, I've been so excited to see um, his career now starting to take off, see this potential that, that you know, the Red Sox always knew that he had, and now we're, we're starting to see it as fans. Um, and he has vaulted himself uh, into second place. Um, Vegas Vegas believes it because they've la- launched him into second place in, in mm-hmm. their odds for Rookie of the Year. But I, I think he... You know, he has another few hot weeks like this. Uh, and the, you know, the, the guy from the Orioles, um, 
Henderson, Henderson. has yep. a couple of cold weeks. We we your prediction might be coming to fruition, uh, Rit. So uh, super impressed. I can I cannot wait. And the Sox still being in it, it this is going to get very interesting. Well, not only that, we have a chance to see Gunnar Henderson seven games, mm. seven games. So we have a chance to help Casas <laughs> and Massa shut down Gunner. Great point. So it's it's going to be really good. George, what what are some thoughts on uh, on Tristan Casas you have? Uh, well, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was I was frustrated as all get out with him. He mm. just was not performing. Uh, on both sides of the ball. I mean, you know, he was, you know, it's like you every screaming every time, get off the bag, go get the ball. Don't, you know, it's great that you want to try to hold the bag and make the play, but when it's not there, you've got to get off the bag and get the ball. You know, you, you get, that's helping your other fielders. Whatever it was, it clicked. It looks like he's, I saw some films today and some stuff. It was, it looks like he, he's, he changed where his hands are. Okay. Maybe up and back a little bit. Um, but you know, he's on and you can tell he's, he's extremely confident when he comes to the plate. Okay. You know, he's going to make outs, but you know, he's, you know, he's a, not a problem. Somebody gets him, they'll come back and get him the next time. Okay. He learns, you can see, you can see the gears turn. Okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's turned it on. I mean, if you take April, and say the first week or so of May out, mm-hmm. I'd love to run those numbers and see where they're at mm. because he he's just been absolutely electric since then. And his, you know he's taken his batting average. He was what in the one eighties, you know, and he's up to almost two seventy now. It's what two sixty eight as going into tonight's game. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that's there. Uh, you know he he's just you know he's just beating the heck out of the ball. Um, you know, and he's coming up with big home runs. So, you know, what more can you ask for? You know, and he's you know, he he's demonstrated he belongs. I I really had doubts going into the All Star break. You know, or you know, at least in the middle of June. Yeah, he was starting to show a little bit. Then he caught fire in the end of June and in July and August. So you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, you know, first off, George. I, when the April came around in the first week, first two weeks of May, everybody was ridiculously crazy. Send them back down, send them back down. I preached patience because I loved how he was patient at the plate. He might not have been getting the hits, but he was getting on base. Mm. And we needed that. Yeah. So I wanted him to stay there. And for the second part, I wanted him to stay up there and run through everything in the in the uh, majors and get major league at bats. Look what they did to Bobby Dahlbeck. Mm-hmm. If you if they would have sent him down to work on things, that would have crushed him. Right. That would have crushed him right then. You know what I mean? That would have messed with his his mind. Like, whoa, whoa okay, what am I doing? I now I got to work through down here. It's crazy. Great Another point. thing, George. That you sit there and uh, brought up. Uh, I don't have all the numbers, but just the, the MLB OPS leaders. Let me sit there and uh, l- let me bring this up. And I'll show you guys. Uh, 
Bam. MLB OPS leaders in the second half. Mookie Betts, a 1.141. Corey Seager, a 1.130. Tristan Casas, 1.113. Otani, 1.097. And Freddie Freeman, 1.055. Those are crazy numbers. Wow. Crazy numbers. On the second half of the season, this is after All-Star break. So he too is shabby. <laughs> he's he's doing really, really well, like overall with that. Then let's let, let's let's go Red Sox uh history. The best OPS plus in history for a Red Sox rookie. He is seventh wow. on that list with guys like Carlton Fisk, Fred Lynn, Ted Williams, Gabby Kravath. Uh, Walt Dropo, Dropo, Dropo. Boone, and then Jim Rice is right after him. That's great company, you know. Tristan Casas has the best since the MVP Fred Lynn in 1975. Wow. That is some great yeah. company for for this young kid, you know. And and that's a lot of weight to put on somebody's shoulders yeah. that's so young, but he is so mm-hmm. mature. You know, uh, at the beginning of the season, it was crazy how uh, a lot of the Twitter followers, Twitter fans, uh, were just downgrading him. Uh, he paints his nails. Oh, he, you know, some bays in the in the outfield. Yeah. Dude, right. yeah. I'll paint this kid's nails for him. <laughs> I will apply suntan lotion on the man if he keeps getting these numbers. Like, I don't care what the man does off the field as long as he's respectable and he does what he does, does what he's paying about. You know, uh, was it post- do you Middlebrooks? Do you remember what Middlebrooks said? He's like, there's someone uh, tweeted them, yeah, but but you can't address them painting his nails. He goes, I don't care as long as he likes it, that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. I, who, who cares? I, you know, it's like exactly. I don't care if he paints every nail different color. If he, you know, if he hits thirty bombs, that's great. You know, exactly. come on. Exactly. And, and the thing of it is, like, I'm old school, so if you never painted your nails and you're a catcher, like, come on now. Like, I, I yeah. had, I had to do it when I caught. Mm. You know, he plays yeah. first base and does it like because he wants to. Yeah. Who cares? But yeah, it doesn't matter. You know. So it, it's, I, I I love how he's handling himself. Even last mm. night uh, in, in in the post game, and, and they sit there and ask about you know, talking extension. He sit there and says he loves it here. He loves it in Boston. He would love to sit there and talk extension. Uh, right now, let's sit there and, and throw it out there. George, Mikey. I'm gonna sit there and ask a question right now because now it's getting to be a little a little different now, seeing how Casas become Casas. Who 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 would you extend? You only can have one. Brian Bayo, Tristan Casas. George, let's start with you. Um, I, I you, you take care of pitching first. I I, I said this before the last time we talked to us Bayo. It's a t- it's tough to say no to Casas, but you know you got a good young pitcher. You that's controllable. That's you know that's the holy grail right now. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, it, for me, it would be Bayo. And it hurts me to say it because, you know, you know, Costas is maybe a believer, but yeah, Bayo, because he's, he's a pitcher. Mikey, what about you? You know, I, I, I agree hundred uh, percent. As awesome as Costas has been, uh, we've seen in this league, you can replace that position much easier than you can with, and, and Bayo has the potential to be that stud ace with that, you know they call they don't call him the baby baby Pedro or little Pedro for a reason. It, those guys don't come around much. So if if you had to hold the gun to my head and say you can keep one, I'm always going to keep the star pitcher or the potential star pitcher. Um, and and I think Casas has potential all star for many years written all over him. However, we've seen you know the past decade for the Sox they've been able to find guys to put at first. And we've had a lot of success, and, and and on the cheap too. You look at guys like Steve Pierce; they brought in. He was great. Um, Mitch Moreland, exactly. Even um, even Justin Turner playing first base, so they can sure. find guys that I think they can e- find guys much easier to um, get on that position than you can with pitch pitching those once in a lifetime talents you hold on to them at all costs so i gotta go with bail yeah uh, i'm gonna agree with you guys you know for all the same reasons but i'm gonna bring up the point of man can you imagine our corner infield is set for the next 10 years mm-hmm. costs to you know a 10-year deal you know we got devers on, on the other corner that is crazy. And then, oh, yeah. you know, just like what we're going to be talking about uh, coming up in a little bit, then you got the middle infield coming up. The catcher behind the plate coming up. Oh, our, you know, <laughs> our outfield. Like, dude, dude, like we got a lot of guys Ooh. coming up and we will be good for many, many years to come. But like you guys both said, I agree. We need to take care of that rotation because Bayo is the first one homegrown since what? Lester. 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 Yeah. So yeah, Lester. Yep. Buckholtz. 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 Uh, Buckholtz. Yeah. Apple. Papelbon. Yeah. 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 Um, Papelbon came before um, Lester. Yeah, he's and Buckholtz came after Lester. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Lester. All in that crunch he, time frame. Yeah, and, and when you consider what Lester went through, you know, uh, you know the the whole uh, yes. cancer thing, and then amazing. You know, and, and, and Buckholtz too. I mean, God, God love him. He's he's been you know dealing with you know the mental health and you know that that kind of thing, and he's he's still out trying to make it work. But yeah, I mean the, the homegrown—they they have not developed really good, strong homegrown pitching in quite a it, while. Is so. Buckholtz still what? pitching? No. Uh, I, thought, I don't think. It, I didn't. Is he still? Is he on? Is he with? Is he still Colorado? Let me look it up. Yeah. But uh, and, and the one thing that I loved uh, in spring training was how Pedro took took Mayo. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, come here, kid. You know, you, you, you got something special. And let me sit there and, and, and let me. You're still a piece of coal, but I'm going to make you a diamond. Yeah. 
and no, he's know, done. Sorry, he's and and he and he's another kid, you know, just like Casas, that, you know, if, if he didn't pitch as much as he did last year, he'd be in the rookie of the year, you know, talks right there. Mm. But you know, Bayo, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure has been put on him to be the ace when he were when he was supposed to be our what number three. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Man, it's 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 crazy how, you know, we're, we're being set up, and all these talks. I sit there and hear, all like on the Jared Krabbs' podcast about you know Theo, and then I, I'm just like, let get let's give Heim one more year. This is the make or break for him. You you can't sit there and have Heim come in. Uh and go on and do, and do take the blunt for Mookie, you know, get rid of Xander, and build this farm system up to where it's, you know, what, top five? And then let him go. Mm. You know, the year that there's a luxury tax is reset where he can get start over from complete scratch. And then bring someone else in to, to, you know, take all the credit. You can't do that to the man, you know. Uh, was there more you that you could have done? This far across the river, might as well just let yeah. him get get to, you know get, get across give, the river give, with the plan. Give right? him one more year yeah. and see his vision come to you know fruition. You know, uh, Tristan Casas, twenty twenty five, he could be in the MVP running. The way he's playing consistently, easy. So, uh, Mikey, did you get a chance to to bring up uh, Gunnar Henderson's numbers for me? Let's see. I've got him. If you don't, okay. Uh, if George ha- uh, has him, all right. So it looks. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. If you got him, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. So, all right. So uh, Henderson. George, you want to take uh, Casas's numbers, and, and I'll sure. take mine. So yep. we're, we're we're gonna sit there and c- compare yeah. these three uh, in the AL Rookie of the Year. So it looks like Henderson. Uh, so he's batting two fifty four, which Casas now has surpassed. Oh wait, I'm sorry. That's that's the. Uh, my bad. Um, okay, so so his oh no, it is okay. He is batting two fifty four. He's got twenty three homers. 70 RBIs with an OPS of 813. Okay. Uh, Casas, Casas is uh, 23 home runs, 59 RBIs, hitting 268, and an OPS of 870. Hmm. 60 points higher. Wow. Yeah. And his uh, slugging percentage uh, is 503. And Henderson's is 482. 480, that yeah. surprised me. Uh, but that, yeah, he's. What's his war? His, well, the, 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 he's, got, uh, he's got a four. Henderson's got a 4.8 war. But yeah, I know. And Casas is 2.1. I, I don't put a whole lot of. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm a, not a big war guy. I'm not either. Um, Just, of course, you, you're comparing apples and oranges. You know, yeah. he's the other side of the diamond, you know, mm-hmm. first base, third base. Yeah, and then you talk about Masi. He's an outfielder, and he plays left field, which is yeah. marginalized in the WAR calculations. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, I, I'm, you know, I, that's 
a statistical thing that you that you can bring in. Yeah. But I mean, you know, what he's doing, what he's doing at the plate, you can't argue with it. And given the fact that he's been held off since, uh, from lefties frequently, um, like I said earlier, he's he's sixty at bats behind Henderson. You can own that up to the fact that he hasn't hit against lefties very often. So, you know, his stats are right there. I didn't realize how how yeah. he, he's just as just as good, if not better, in a lot of these categories. And yeah, George, oh, yeah he's, he's better, better in OBP. He is better than OBP slugging OPS and OPS plus than Henderson. Imagine if, if, like you said, George earlier, if Casas hadn't had those cold streaks, he'd okay. be far and away, he'd be far and away on top right now. So, this is I, he, I, Casas has a real shot at this, I think. Look at yeah. these stats, and, yeah. but uh, you know, let me throw let me throw Masas out there, yeah, because it, because. It was great how in last night's game, you know, Casas did what he did, and then all of a sudden Masa's like, "Whoa, don't forget about me! I'm I'm right here," you know. Uh, Masa has 15 home runs, 68 RBIs. Mm. Uh, he has eight stolen bases, which you know, wow. he, which he wasn't really known for no. stealing bases over in Japan. Uh, batting average is 298. So he's right there floating with the 300. 300. You know, OBP is uh, 352. His slugging is 469. His OPS is 821. Mm -hmm. uh, 219 total bases. The the uh, He's right there. 139 hits, too. Wow. Yeah. Um, 29 doubles. Like, like he, he uses that green monster – like nothing for doubles, mm -hmm. you know. So, like he's he's right there, uh, you know, right there with Casas' numbers are better, but you know, just like Casas, Masa's he's right going back too. and forth, you know, <laughs> with a okay, he was cold for a little bit, okay, now we're getting back hot. But I just think with Masa's, he's still getting used to the MLB schedule because in Japan you had off every Monday. Oh really? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so, like the like the minor leagues now. It might yeah. be rough on Mondays. Interesting. So you know, over there in Japan, he had all he he knew what his rest day was. So now he's getting used to, and so is uh, Alex Cora. Okay, he's we, we got to set you here. You know, we're gonna throw Abreu out there. You know, we're gonna throw Raphael out there. You know, we got to give you an extra day hmm. of rest because you know you're, you're getting burned out. Yeah, the so, times on the times on travel's been killing him. He's not, you know, he's not used to you know hopping on planes and going great distances. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that that's that's a big change for him. And I think they finally yeah. figured it out too. Is he, he had kind of slumped a little bit, and they were kind of dealing with it. And then they finally realized that hey, you know, maybe he hit the wall a little bit, so he's been resting him. I think it's paying dividends now because he's kind of found he found found like a second wind. Yeah, so but overall, like I said at the beginning of the season, I'll say it again now: the AL Rookie of the Year is coming from Boston. You know, it, it, it's got to. So you heard it here uh, first. <laughs> I, I I sit there and I despise those people on Twitter that want to compare Casas to Volpe. 
No. Hell, no. And it's like, no. dude. No, no way. No. Like, the numbers are not even nowhere close. He is not even in consideration. Like, he's no. not even he's not even good enough to beat Massa. So much hype with Volpe and it, no. Mm-mm. No. Did so, not live up to it. I mean, no. has, he's been okay. But. Yankees, Yankees rushed him. Yeah. Exactly. You know, uh, I sit there and loved how, like, how Tristan Casas got eased into it. Mm. You know, yeah. they gave they gave Dahl back a chance. They gave him another chance and another chance. And then they're like, okay, let's bring Casas up and see what he's got. But it gave him time down, down, you know, double A, triple A. Uh, and they stuck overall. with Casas. They didn't bounce him back and forth. They kept kept with him mm-hmm. even when he was batting 140. Yep. So, but uh, an, another another guy that is doing really well, and we're, we're going to sit there and switch it over, is let's talk about how impressive our draft pick this year was. The catcher, Mr. Kyle Teal, hmm. he is already within what two and a half months. Yeah, he's, feels a, like he's, he's just in Portland already. Because I think he just got drafted Portland. last week. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, so far. I hope he didn't sign any long-term leases. Was I mean, my goodness, he's in the system. Seriously. Good grief. Hey, I I am so thankful for this kid that nine times out of ten, you you got a roommate when you are in the minors. That's true. Uh, The only reason I know that was, oh, man, who did I interview? George, were you there for that interview and and his roommate popped in and he was the catcher? Oh, yes. Who was that? Uh, um, the oh, the pitcher down in uh, Greenville. Um, Joey Stott. He's a college graduate. Who was that? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he popped in out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm trying to remember who that was. That was hilarious. We're, we're but, in the middle uh, of the interview, and he comes in and goes. Ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Let's see Greenville. Let's check out the roster because. There's only a couple people that I interviewed from Greenville. Uh, let's see here. It wasn't Maceo. Um, no, it wasn't Maceo. Um, no, it was it was Joey Stock. Uh, hang on. It was who? Joey Stock. It had to be. Okay. So, but man, Kyle. Jonathan Brand, that's who it was. Yeah, that's what, yeah, Jonathan, right. Yeah. But, uh, Kyle Teal. (laughs) Yeah. Two two teams are, you know, he was already in. Oh, man, just, my goodness. 17 games he's played, 60 at-bats, 12 runs, 23 hits, 30 total bases, four doubles, a home run, 11 ribbies, 13 walks, 11 strikeouts, which he's got to bring down a little bit. Uh, one stolen base, a 383 batting average, 
493 on base percentage, 500 slugging, 993 OPS. The OPS. That is crazy. You know, and, and this kid has just been here for a cup of coffee. So. Right. Uh, George. Tell, tell us a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts? You know, have you got to see Kyle Teal play at all and highlights or anything? I, I've seen the highlights. Um, I'm going to next Thursday's game. So I, I really hope that uh, Chad Epperson starts him. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, in person. Um, I, I, it is amazing. You know, he leaves Virginia, uh, you know, gets drafted number one by the Red Sox. And it's like he, he doesn't barely, stay, you, know, you know, barely stay long enough to, you know, do his laundry and then he's off to the next stop. Um, I think had, had the draft happened earlier, he'd probably be in Worcester right now. Uh, and knocking on the door, but yeah, I mean he's he he's just kind of hasn't lost a beat since he got to college, and you know he's he, he's mastered every stop that they put him on. He taught prospects are in Double A, so you know let's see how we play, let's how he matches up here. But I have no reason to think that he that that he won't continue to be as good as he has been. So I'm 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 excited to see him. I really am, especially with everything everything else they have there. So, yeah, Mikey, uh, Kyle Teal, you know, what are your thoughts so far? I don't know if you guys have seen his release, but I've seen some highlights, his defensive highlights alone, and the guy has a re- just a release time. It's off the charts. He gets the ball out so quick. This guy's going to be a weapon not only on offense, which – I mean, the guy can rake on defense. He has got, I mean, he's going to be a stud defensively. Um, from what I've seen, he, he's throwing, he guys are not running on him because <laughs> he's got a real, I said yeah. that the release time was just off the charts. Um, I think this guy's going to be in the league um, pretty quick, pretty quick, especially with, with the Sox. I mean, Wong's been been decent, but we, you know, we've really need, you know, haven't had a, a catcher that's been a real weapon, you know, since you know, I mean, Veritek, I'd say. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Vasquez was good defensively and had some flashes offensively, but this guy could be the full package. Um, I, uh, one thing I also want to say, because uh, we were talking about Massa, and I have the Sox game in the background. Masa just just climbed the wall and robbed, or he just jumped over the wall to rob a home run uh, from Rosarena, wow. and that is one thing that I think also has been underrated in his game. He's been solid, solid defensively. He's been just fine. Like he's, they said, he wasn't great, but he's, you know, he doesn't do anything flashy, uh, but he's just he's been solid in a game like the big game like tonight. He just robbed a home run. Uh, Tampa Bay was. Uh, Try was wanting to challenge it because they thought it might have touched the home run line or whatever, but they didn't get it in time. But it, if you guys have a chance, ch- check it out. It's it's impressive, Masa. I mean, again, just another another thing he does well. Yeah, uh, with Masa, it's it, people were always worried about his defense, but his defense is there. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, 
And uh, speaking of, of what you said with Kyle Teal about his uh, defense, I swear I seen a video on Twitter that his release is was like 3.5 seconds, his ca- catch and release. Like those numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And if, if we can sit there and have him come up, you know, 2024, you know, 2024, let the kids be in Portland and and then move them up to the Woo Sox. 2025, we have him and Wong both back there. That's going to be crazy. His pop time, it says 1.9 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Which is like, it's MLB, like, like high caliber. Yeah. Yeah, so man, it, it's it's just crazy how much this kid. I, I just don't want them to move him too quick. That's why next year, let him let him ride his whole time in double A, triple A. Yeah, get his speed under underneath him. I want to see this kid next year uh, playing in Scranton. You know, so I could easily see it, but <laughs> let. Let's uh, get there gonna move. Are you going to deprive me of him for half the season, Rich? Come on. <laughs> now, hey, as you take him the first half, I'll take him the second half. All right, you know fine. I mean? There you go. So, but uh, not only is Kyle Teal on Portland, but, man, our whole future is in Portland right now almost. We haven't even talked about Mayer at all. <laughs> no. We've got, we've got Blaze Jordan. He's yeah. in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. We got Mar- Marcella Meyer in Portland. Chase Meredroth, uh, Portland. Yeah. Nick Yorkie, Portland. Forgot about him, yeah. Roman Anthony, yeah. Portland. Tyler Dearden, good friend of ours, Portland. Yeah. So, did, did I miss anybody, Jordan? That's just the batters. I, I, I didn't even skim through the pitchers. The pitchers, man, yeah, we've um, got our, our good know, friend Hunter Dobbins. Yeah. Uh, Theo Dellinger. Uh, Guerrero. He just got yeah. uh, promoted. So our good friend of the show, Theo uh, Denlinger, he's down there. Uh, Isaac Coffey's down there. You know, Isaac Coffey, Chris Troy, and Winkleman yeah. Gonzalez. Chris Troy. That's a name. I can't <laughs> wait. October 1st, we got him coming on the podcast. So I can't sit there and wait to be able to talk to him because he's another one like Hunter Dobbins that's being moved really quick. So, and, and, and yeah. he's one of those strong middle relief pitchers that we definitely need. So, George, Portland's your baby up there. So let's sit there and I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to you. To talk about a couple, uh, you know, key guys that's going to be the future of Boston years to come. Um, okay, so you know, everybody at the start of the season when Marcelo Meyer got promoted was really all excited about that. Um, he get he got off to a horrendous start going like over nineteen, and then picked it up a little. Uh, I, I saw him play twice. He. When, when he hits the ball, the ball the ball flies off his bat, and he has he has good line drive power. 
Uh, I saw him put one over, just on just on a shot over the cent- the left center field fence, not the wall, but the, where the, the wall drops down. And that ball was a laser shot, just straight, hot, and long. Um, he's had a, he was having a little bit of a problem. He's been on the IL for about three weeks, maybe. Um, you know, just kind of slowed him slowed him down a little bit. Uh, when the rankings came out for uh, you know the minor league, you know where, where he ranked, he was still the number one prospect. But in baseball, he's dropped from like the number four prospect down to like eleven. If you're not playing, you can't help yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that he's back in the lineup. Uh, Nick York, um, yeah, like all players, they have they have slumps. He's played. He's had a very good season this year. Uh, I like to watch his, his play. He's very good defensively. Hits the ball hard. Um, Blaze Jordan, uh, he can play both first and third. Okay, uh, he's they draft him as third baseman. Um, you know he's he, he's known for his power, but you know defensively he's not he's not horrible. Okay, he's not like you, you don't close your eyes and go oh god please don't. Uh, he's very he, he he's more than adequate at the corners. The guy that surprised me, and you, uh, we, I've talked about him a couple times, is Chase Mydroth. He is probably your utility guy coming up in the thing. He can play – I have only seen him play short, second, and third. Plays all of them reasonably well, can hit well. The guy that we didn't mention earlier was a catcher was Nathan Hickey. Okay? He can hit. That kid's got power. Okay? Um if he if, if there's not room on on this roster for him, you know, for, in the big league roster, they'll turn him for something because the, he's a catcher who can hit, and he's you know he's improving defensively. Um, you know the outfield. You know we talked about Dean McDonough. Uh, you know the kid. I I want to I want to see is Roman Anthony. I mean, 19 years old and he's already in Double A. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. Um, another one, uh, when Mike got hurt, they brought up the, uh, they brought up Brandon Bonacci, um, a shortstop. He's not a developmentalist right now, but he is smooth at shortstop. He really is. He's very smooth at shortstop. Um, I got a little bit of a bat. I think he just needs development in that area, but boy, he's, he's got a good glove. So yeah, they, they've got, they've got some talent there. Um, They've kind of lost a little bit with the, the up and downs of pitching. Uh, you know, they were came out of the shoot in the second half hot, and they're I think they're like five or six games out of the uh, first place. You know, to get in the playoffs for the you know with the two weeks to go in the season. So we'll see what happens. But the, the, that team is loaded with talent, and the fact that they were trying really hard to make sure that Blaze, uh, Blaze Jordan, Marcelo Meyer, and Nick York all played together tells you a lot. Mm. Especially uh, the Meyer and Jordan combo, because that's your that's your double play combo for the future. I think. Well, I think that uh, York will probably start the year in in AAA next year. Yeah. Uh, do you think Blaze Jordan will have to find a a, a third position to play? He's going to have to. Um, I. I, I, I know if they've tried to thought about putting him in the corner outfield, but boy, outfield's going to be a problem too. Uh, he could be part of a trade chip, okay? 
you know, he's he's always had the power. Okay, you know, he always had the you know the wild moonshots. You know, when he, when he connects, uh, he could be. You know, he's one of those things that you know. Now they've gotten under the, uh, the you know at the end of the year when they got under the, uh, the the luxury tax threshold and you know they've reset it. You know, he could be. He could be one of those things that they move that another club is going to want from him, and he could he could find success with another organization. So you know, it's it's not a bad problem to have because either way, he's he's blocked at third and he's gone blocked at first. So mm-hmm. I don't see him. I, I don't see him as a bench player. You know, but he could be one of those guys you move to get something else you need front front line starting pitching. You know, uh, me personally, I'd rather move Bobby Dahl back. Uh, over well, Blaze Jordan, a- but I think Blaze Jordan m- might be uh, could be part of a package yep. to get somebody like a uh, Corbin Burns, you know, next season. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, and, but that's that's what your farm system's for. You don't have it. You've got you know you're fine in the corners right now, so you can take that asset and, and you know help flip it into something that you really need, which is a frontline starting pitcher. And you know that's that's what it's all about. And definitely, Mikey. Uh, anybody down there in Portland really catch your eye? Uh, anybody that you reacted or had a conversation with uh, down there in uh, Portland at all? I haven't been as lucky as you guys to 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 get down to to the um, to Worcester or, or Portland this season uh, much, but just listening to, I I forgot how much talent we had in our minor leagues. Um, Cause a lot of times you focus on the, you know, the, the, the high picks, the, the teals, the, the, uh, the, the Mar- Marcelo Mayers, but hearing George rattle off, you know, all the names of guys that we have. Um, and yeah, we might have a stockpile of talent at certain positions of the same position, but that's a great problem to have. And, I, I think Heim now needs to work his magic and kind of cash in some of those chips that he's been he's been accumulating because now we have I mean our farm system is it's stocked it's rich I'm curious where it ranks uh, overall um, compared to to the other organizations but um, I'd like to see. I'd like to see some of these these guys packaged this off season to you know bring in the frontline starter. Um, I mean that that's we we need pitching. It's it's pitching. We we need middle relief. We need starting pitching. Cash in some it's of these. Coming, chips. But it, yeah, it's coming, but it's not there. It's in the low minors right now. You know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You know, and you got you know Dobbins, Gonzalez, Coffee. Uh, those guys aren't. They're not. They're two, two, maybe three years away. Yeah. So yeah, you don't. That's that's the key. So I didn't so, mean to cut you off. But. No, 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 not at all. So and you can speak to these guys better than I can because you you've seen them firsthand. You've you've been following them, um, and, and some of these guys have joined the show. Uh, but it would be nice to see. You can't you can't hold on, hold on to all the talent. Uh, it'd be nice to cash in some of these chips and and I mean that that. You think this year, if we had some decent starters, some decent middle relief, we probably would be in the in a wild card spot right now. So, Heim, work your magic. 
cash in some of these cash in some of these chips, get a starter, get some relief. Um, hold on to our top guys because we still have, have great top end talent coming. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's this is an exciting position to be in for our for our franchise. It's you know we're competitive now, but we have the ability now to go out and get get guys with you know with the talent that we have in the minors. So let's do it. Let's let's cash in some of these chips and and make right. make the winning now. Exactly. Uh, Absolutely. As of right now on MILB.com, farm system rankings overall puts the Red Sox at number six. Wow. It says the Red Sox were one or two organizations to earn an A-plus for their under-21 talent in our rating two weeks ago with the club's top five prospects. Oh, I hit the button, and it scrolled away. Number six. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive uh, considering where they were a few years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, 30. Because we were, we were near, near la- to last. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I, I like Dombrowski, but he, his philosophy was – win now and trade prospects and he traded a lot of prospects for guys that helped us win championships uh but we once he was once he was gone we our farm system was just decimated so it's not it's nice to see it bounce back so quick to be number six so yeah uh and and our top 100 and i know we went and talked about this a couple weeks ago but yep Overall, the Red Sox have Marcella Meyer at number 11. The Red Sox also have Roman Anthony, that not that 19-year-old kid you're talking about, George, number 35. Huh. Um, Rafaela, number 73. Kyle That's Teal. Kyle Teal, number 83. Wow. Already, <laughs> in, in a few, in a few so, weeks. <laughs> so we have one, two, three, four people in the top 100. Mm. It's been a while since since we've had four people in the top 100. Mm. You know, it's, it's been a while since we had more than one person in the top 100. Yeah. You know what I mean? So our future is bright. Uh, the pitching. You know, everybody wants to talk about the hitters. The pitching, if we, if we want to sit there and, and look at it, uh, just in Portland, Isaac Coffey, Hunter Dobbins. Hunter Dobbins this season. Uh, let's pull up the stats real quick. 2023, and this is through all minor league. He's 9-6 and six with a 3.77 ERA, 102.2 innings pitch. Uh, 108 strikeouts and his whips 124. Like yeah. this kid's good, you know. And, and, he's, and he he's, was so he was so laid back in the interview we had with him. Uh, found out great. Uh, he's a great family guy. All about the family. Uh, as soon as we went and posted uh, his interview. Man, his little brother sit there and followed us. Uh, his grandfather followed us. Like, everybody was like, That's dude, awesome. okay. I was like, you know, uh, Luis Guerrero is another one. He just got he just got promoted up 
uh, within the hour. Uh, he's three and two this year. Look at that 1. ERA. ERA. Yeah. Fifty nine strikeouts, a one thirteen WHIP. That's crazy. You know, that's, that's those are those are good numbers that we have. Uh, oh, I want to say him, but I don't. I don't want to mess up his name. But it can't. It can't be that bad. You know. Uh, man, how do I say this? So with the. No, I'm trying okay. to figure out which one you're looking at. <laughs> uh, oh, well, we're gonna skip over that one. Uh, Christopher Troy, you know George Wilson. We were talking about him earlier. Uh, yeah. Two and oh, two and oh, three point five three ERA, seventy six strikeouts. Uh, his walks are a little high, one point four one WHIP. You know he has to get that down, but that's another great one. You know in our farm system that's just in portland you know we go up to uh come on george help me out who sucks um i think i can look at the let's see we got bear claw yeah yeah we got we got Bear Claw, which we've seen him come up and just get fed to the wolves. That was that was crazy. I love yeah, this kid. Uh, when he's on, he's on. Shane Johan. Like, when he's on, he's great. Uh, this season, he's, he's, he, yeah, he, he's, he's, had, he's ridden the roller coaster this year. Yes, he has. Um, let's see here. Brian Mata is one that he he had a, a he had a, a, an injury you know season this year but he could be another one that that we throw into a package deal to send somewhere um let's see i hope i hope not i i he, he is plus stuff i i love the kid Hello? so but you know mikey what are your thoughts uh, you know, just talking a little bit about going overall with the package that we have to come up within the next couple of years. You know, we still got story for another how many years? Five, six. So, you know, he'll be there to he'll still be there when Meyer comes up to mentor him, you know, help him out. Uh you know, but overall, what are your thoughts there, Mikey? As, uh, and uh, are you talking about the like the store, like story in the lineup now? Oh no, no, just uh, just like the future, like how well we're set, and oh. what we have in the majors for when they come up to mentor them. Yeah, you know, and work with gotcha. them. We have the formula now that is that's the formula how you win championships you have to have your mix you can't just have the whole massive payroll of guys that that you know like the yankees used to do where you just high price players at every position it's it's gonna it's unfolding in a way that we can really perhaps take advantage advantage of it with having some of the you know our big guys devers and story you know, 
hopefully hitting their stride when we got guys like, you know, Mayor, Yorkel, some of these other prospects in the system uh, coming up where they can potentially contribute a lot at, a, at that, you know, rookie salary level. Uh, so um, it, it's nice to have a guy like Sto- Story, you know, up in the club that can potentially mentor uh, Marcelo when he's ready. Uh, and I mean, there's no rush. There's no rush for a guy, you know, a guy like that with, you know, with story right now on the position. Um, we want to give him all the time he can to develop. Uh, and like George was saying, George saw some flashes of, you know, the greatness from him. Uh, sounds like when he hits the ball, it, you know, those, those guys that they say it sound the ball sounds different when it coming off the bat. It sounds like he's, Potentially, he's that guy. yeah, he's you know it, it's exciting to 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 know we've got guys like that uh, that you know there's no rush for them. Well, we we can allow them to develop, um, and, and some of these guys have come out of nowhere. Like I mean, even Ra- Rafaela, year or two ago, I, I barely knew who this guy was, and now he's just some of our pros. I mean, we we might have really good player development coaching, you know, in our systems, because some of these guys have just catapulted out of nowhere. Uh, and they're, they're making an impact right now. So I'm super excited to see some of these guys with an, I'd love to see Rafaela start with the club next year. Um, you know, obviously we can turn some of our talent into, established players but i'd love to see some of these guys that are coming up the system uh and and give them that chance you know up here in the show like rafaela and some of the other guys some of the other guys we haven't seen yet yorkel and uh some of the other pitching that we just talked about um i'm super excited to see what you know where this goes because i mean as it is our our team has been really unexpectedly competitive this year. No one really expected it, but we've been really competitive without giving up any of our talent that, that we have, that we've stockpiled and that we've now seen flashes of with some of the guys they've called up. Uh, and next year with some of these guys at the spring, you know, coming with the big club and spring training, developing, learning from some of the big league guys, we well, got some real potential here. And I mean, to have that mix of, low salary players with some of our big boys that's the formula for winning so next year and the years to follow I mean, we got you saw how the astros did it where they were mm-hmm. really bad for a while but they stockpiled all these really talented young guys built up the farm system and now they've been a bit of a dynasty for you know the last five you know going on however many years uh it seems like a while and it's because they they really took care of their farm their homegrown talent and built it up and it just i mean it's set them up for success till i mean they're still dominant now so i kind of almost see that happening with the Sox right now and uh should be interesting to see what you know where the next few years go with this yeah uh you know the same thing out in la you know, for the longest time, they, they build people up overall, and they had a great, you know, next man up mentality. 
Same thing with uh, down down there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, they let Swanson walk, and they let right. Freddie Freeman walk. Hmm. Yeah, and th- and there they are, still dominant as ever. And it's, I want to see the Red Sox be the same exact way. Mm-hmm. So, George, hit us up with some final thoughts. Uh, anything we talked about, you know, let's go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see the Massa, Casas, Henderson duel for Rookie of the Year. I, I don't... I think the national press in Vegas wants Gunnar Henderson to win. But I think the way that uh, Moss has been playing, uh, like I said, he's found another he's found another gear and another, you know, second or third wind. And you can't deny that Costas is one of the hottest players in the MLB right now. So, uh, yeah, it could, it could come down. I'd like it to, you know, be interesting in the final weekend of the season with the Let's hope that all three of them are doing, you know, great, and you know we're going to witness good baseball. But yeah, you know, I like the, you know, the last thought in people's minds is that, you know, Boston's two young, Boston's two quote rookies, and I'll, you know, put Massa in that even though he's played professionally before. I want to see that because that's all, that's exciting. You know, you know, um, I sit there and love seeing how AC said, Casas is hot. He's 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 in the four spot. You know, yep. and he he'll be there until, you know, he he doesn't doesn't deserve to be there anymore, and that's something that's crazy, you know, your 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 rookie is in the four spot, right? He's also got remember he's got Duval behind him protecting him. Okay, you got Duval behind him. You got JT in front of him. In front of you him, De- yeah. you got Devers. You know, you got Yoshi. Like, yep. That's, that's that's crazy of a lineup, and when you got dangerous hitters around you, you can sit there and and you can expect to get better pitches. So, True. but uh, Mikey, uh, any closing thoughts for you? Uh, the, sh- the floor is yours. Please uh, plug your podcast and everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I think the the most exciting part of this rookie race, this this uh, AL Rookie of the Year race, will be we're going to see them all head to head for a bunch of games now, and that I think that might be, depending on what happens there, that could be the the deciding factor right there. We're going to have a first hand. Our guys are going to are going to be right up against their guy. So uh, let's see what happens right now in crunch time. Um, you know when when it's a tight race. So uh, <clears throat> I'm excited to see that. Uh, it's been a pleasure to join you guys again. Um, if you guys want to catch my podcast, it's every Wednesday from seven to eight. It's called our, our bleeping city. It's on IE sports radio. You can get it on all of the platforms. You can look it up on Spotify, Apple podcasts. It's on Spreaker app, YouTube, our bleeping city. I'm on Twitter at Mikey Two Guns, at Our Bleeping City as well. Um, and uh, yeah, just it's been a it's been a fun fun hour talking socks and talking future. Uh, it, it 
you know, hope to do it again soon with you guys sometimes. Hey, hey, I had to bring you back. Like I said in the beginning, I felt I did you dirty with my horrible <laughs> yeah. internet service Not that fault. day. But I had to bring you back to show you that, hey, look, this is what it looks like <laughs> when it all goes smooth. Without dial-up, right? Well, oh, <laughs> it, it, a commercial for like, uh, you know, their, their, their service <laughs> versus our service. <laughs> it was worse than oh, dial-up. Oh, but, yeah. It was the old acoustic coupler thing. You put the... One thing I want to sit there and throw out there, I'm going to put out there in the, in the Twitter world. I'm going to do another contest. If Tristan Casas wins the AL MVP, we're giving away a, a, a me Casas as Sue Casas t-shirt. We, nice. We've got to. We've got to. Uh, we just went and uh, gave away a, a Halkamania shirt. Uh, that went out to uh, two or uh, I can't remember his name, but let's sit there and see. Daniels White. So he he won that shirt. Uh, but no, no. It, if if Casas if Casas wins, we got we we got to give away a shirt. So I'll be posting that awesome. on on Twitter. Uh, Head on over to our, our shop. The link is in our Twitter bio. Uh, get yourself a shirt. George, George is up there. George is a drinkaholic. This man's got <laughs> this man's got glassware from us for days up there. So well, well, you see the pictures of the bar. You know, I have to, you know, you have to fill it up, right? So it can't all be it can't all be booze. You have to drink from something. Yeah. So. Mikey. The white stuff, those are in the mail. Uh, you should be getting them with. Oh, I got you know, them. I got them. Love them. I got them. Oh, tonight. you got them already? Awesome. Yes. Yes. Oh. Packed nicely, all all intact. I should, you know, uh, I, I, I should have had the glass out. You know, I, I sit there and always worry shipping stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, uh, on, uh, to make sure nothing breaks. Yeah. But <laughs> guys, head on over to iTunes, Spotify. Uh, iHeartRadio, all major platforms, our YouTube page. Follow us, subscribe, download the podcast. We've had great interviews on there. We've had great guests. Uh, we're going to continue this. Uh, this ain't going to be no one-stop shop uh, podcast. One season, we're done. Uh, we're, we're, we're hitting here for the long haul. And, guys, we enjoy you guys sending us questions, commenting. The downloads are there. The sales are there for the merch. We appreciate all you guys. But for Mikey Two Guns, for my man George, and the Rit, thank you for listening to the Pesky Podcast.